And we're back. Fuckers. Fuckers. I was waiting to see if Daniel would try to fill in or be caught off guard with like, why is he not saying fuckers? It's been a consistent thing. Well, I already thought about intercepting it in the first place. Like as soon as you hit record, I was going to be like, and we're back fuckers. I was going to just jump in there, but you know, I didn't. That would have been rude. And I think we would have had some angry, <laughs> angry fans. Um, they just, they just know what to expect. And then you would have caught them all off guard. Well, I think also like the problem is right. Like we don't want any animosity here. So I think we have a good thing going, and like we don't want to ruin this for any means. So that's why I was like, you know, what? I'll, I'll let him have his moment. Oh, uh, my! You're 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 um, giving me the little bit of power that I have. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> this is your king. He could not even protect. He his could own. not even protect his own phrase. His own phrase. All right, man. Cheers. So yeah, we got this nice glass of scotch here. We're gonna do a, a scotch episode. <laughs> not an episode about scotch but a, an episode of where which we drink scotch correct um we both decided that we will be doing a jiu-jitsu tournament mm-hmm. in december and so obviously you know we're gonna have to cut some alcohol and some not so good foods so um this is our last glass in tow after well maybe maybe not for me but it's my last one for sure was that a fart? No, it was my stomach just okay. saying, give me scotch. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. All right, buddy. Well, hey, shoot. Tell me about your week. How's it going? It's going Wait, good. It's the beginning of the week again. We're fucking this up. Beginning of the week. Um, I mean, how's, again. How's your week going so far and how was the end of last week? <laughs> um, starting out not great again. Some family issues, some family <sighs> things that go on. And uh, so we're, we're taking care of those. Um, don't want to divulge too much because, you know, it is a family matter. But just some things to take care of. Uh, some stuff to do and a lot of planning in place. So, um tougher in the sense not for me emotionally but just like seeing the ones that you love really hurt and yep. upset like that just that sucks sometimes like it's even worse right you know it's just brutal and so like i'm just i'm trying to be there as much as i can without being imposing like you don't want to be you don't want to do too much or like be too in the middle of things you want to just kind of have that right amount of space where you're yeah. doing things for them to help out but you're not like you know the fucking dog that's like what can i do what can i do what can i do it's you a delicate know, you, line hundred percent. And so like, I'm just trying to be there as much as I can, but also be as backed off as I needed to be. Yeah. I think it's challenging. Uh, you know, I'll speak for myself, right? Like I'm a fixer. Yeah. Right. So regardless of the situation, I want to fix it. Yep. Um, even if I have, even if I don't, even if I'm not equipped to fix it, like, or should be able to fix it, I want to fix it. Um, and so, you know, sometimes those, those situations are very challenging, <laughs> right? Because it's pretty good, huh? really good <laughs> i ended up inhaling a little more than i meant to there that yeah hurt, but but it um being able to and again like you said something right hey like it's not necessarily for me but it's you know my loved one that's seeing them hurt and sometimes that's even more challenging right and that's even more painful because at least for ourselves typically as we grow and we get older we have ways in which that we're able to figure out how to cope or work through it or like we have strategies and things like that or like you know how to fix it yourself yeah um but it's hard to do that for somebody else. And then in, in such delicate situations as well, um, it's even more, more challenging. And then again, me being a fixer, I speak for myself. Um, I'd be up in their business. Like, Hey, what can I do? Right. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Cause you're trying to, to balance that as well. Hey, you got a new phone case. It is. What is and that? This is a uh, full metal alchemist. Uh, it looks like iron man from Endgame. I can see that. I am iron man. Man. Yeah, no, it's a uh, Colonel Roy Mustang. Oh, so no idea what that is that sounds cool it looks cool uh the premise of the show is that like in alchemy they have like these symbols that you can transmute matter and like certain symbols are used to transmute certain types of matter so like you can turn like a block of stone into like a stone sword 
or stuff oh. like that. So this guy is known as the Flame Alchemist. That's why, hence the fire background. Got it. And so, like, his gloves have the sigil on the glove, and when he snaps his fingers, it creates a spark. There's Flame sword. on! And he, like, literally, like, incinerates things. Mm. And he's, like, a super badass character. Like, he's a great, like, overall, like, just well-written character. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Well-written character. Like, really, really good character depth. And uh, <laughs> this is a great part of the show. What element is a bad guy? Hold on, let me guess. Well, there's no like, so it's not like elemental specific, right? Like, uh, like you, like, I just use that as like a, a like a, an easy example, but like okay. alchemy in the show again is just like the the art or the ability to take something and transmute the molecules into something else. Got it. So like, it's a good show. I think you would actually legitimately like the show. Like, it has a lot of really like a lot of the moral implications in that show are top notch is like it, is it in english yeah is it, is it a whole is english it one? dubbed in english yeah Ugh, dubbed everything i don't like the dubbed english then watch the sub with the subtitles but then i really gotta pay attention then pay attention it's a good show Listen, you're asking okay. a lot of me right now mister okay anyways <laughs> so sorry about your tough week man my condolences you know it's i gave you my good. love yesterday um things will work out um the way they're supposed to mm-hmm. um we are you know making we are adjusting my birthday plans this weekend yeah. so you can go take care of what you need to <laughs> Um, since 50% of my friend group is going to be preoccupied with more important <laughs> yeah. things. So, um, we are adjusting Chris's birthday, you know, shenanigans to the next week, but that just extends my birthday. So now it's like my birthday is for the all next week. You just double dip. Yeah. It's all next week. Actually. You'll get all the great texts and calls and stuff this weekend. And then you get to celebrate the weekend after. Like mm-hmm. it's great. Done deal. Signed, sealed, delivered. Signed, sealed, delivered. Speaking of that, that's how's your Friday? Week? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, really, really good. I think. Um, other than like, I feel like I'm battling like some sort of sickness, but it's like, weird. Like, yesterday I was like, I woke up, felt shitty, and then through the day I was like, great. And then went to sleep last night, fine. Woke up this morning, I was like, kind of shitty again. Throughout the day, I was like, fine. And then it's like, it's kind of like this weird ebbs and flows. But overall, I think I'm getting better. Um, you know, trained jujitsu four times last week, which is pretty exciting. That's what I like to hear. Um, competition class is a whole, whole nother beast. It's another level. Um, once you realize that like there's blue belts that come and they've just been going a long time and that's why they're blue belts because they're consistent. Yeah. But they really have no intentions of, like smashing people. And yeah. you have the blue belts that like probably got their blue belts a little bit faster and they have all the intentions of smashing people and it's a different game. Um, I got 100%. crushed. 100%. Crushed on Saturday. Like, talk about one of the most humbling things ever. I went in there thinking, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'll be competitive with these guys. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Well, I think – I can't remember the guy's name. He, he just got a recently, like, quarter sleeve tattoo done. And, um, God, I'm, I'm, he's told me his name, like, seven times. I keep blanking on it. I don't know why I can't remember his name specifically. He's a great guy. But he's a blue belt who competes regularly. And so, like, even when we were only a few weeks in, like, I had rolled with some of the blue belts and did okay. And I'm like, all right. I What's mean, like, like – um, shorter hair, beard, uh, blue eyes, white guy, um, has a kid that, that, that does jujitsu too. Um, I haven't seen him the last two weeks. I don't know if he's like oh, hurt okay. or something, but anyways, he, when I rolled with him, like I, I did a sparring with him, like after one of, you know, the trainings yeah. and like levels dude. Cause he competes, like he competes regularly Yeah, and he just beat the piss out of me. Like, wild, and, like right? it, it was nuts. Cause like some of the other blue belts at our gym, like again, no shade whatsoever. If they, if they really wanted to end the match, I'm sure they could cause they have the knowledge and the skill set to do so. But like I can hang with them. I can at least 
defensively hold my own. I could do things to keep myself in the right position. Whereas against him, I could do nothing. I couldn't yeah. stop him from passing. I couldn't get out of bad positions. Like if he wanted a submission, he got the submission. And if he didn't get that one, he got a different one. Mm-hmm. You know, just chain him really well. So it's like the guys that compete and the guys that don't compete. It's like you said, it's it's a completely different animal. Yeah, and I think it's like a, it, they're they're attacking that training and the 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 why with a different tenacity and it's uh shows it's evident shows um yeah man so aside from that i mean work's going well um had some good meetings with like my my executive like my leaders today um yeah man getting feeling more confident and comfortable but still again like there's just so much but just little by little yeah getting better and then um we saw black panther last weekend which was also really great so we won't get into spoilers but very very good mm-hmm. um maybe we'll do a movie review on that because that was a good one yeah um god man so masterfully done but yeah i mean outstanding we should yeah. go watch it again then do a review okay <clears throat> get a second watching a second second view because i'd watch it again it was it was that yeah. good jay wants to go see it too so like yeah you know maybe i'll use that as an excuse to go go see it yeah um cool Great. man we'll, and i'll go too yeah let's do it let's yeah yeah let's just make sure we, we just make sure yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. Chaos bomb. Golly, I'm like my hands are sweaty. I don't know what to do with myself. Ah. Chaos bomb. Chaos bomb. Um, so on today's episode, <laughs> yeah. you know what I haven't been doing is welcome. You know, thanks for tuning in for hanging out for your life. My name's Anyways, we do it at the end. Oh well. So we're gonna get back to it. We've we've missed a couple weeks of this here. Kind of going back into like top fives. I think just kind of on topics, and, and we'll have you know more of our free open dialogues and i think that went over really well um but today we're getting back to um what we do best and um this is comes fran- straight from your noodle um yeah. this is a good one right so we're gonna we're gonna rank our top five songs but the most memorable meaningful songs yes so like to try to like i just clarify my thought on it it was songs that i almost thought were self-defining right or like songs that i really associate myself with Okay. If that makes any sense. Cause like I'm, I'm a hyper emotional being, right? Like I'm very much in my feelings all the time. And like, I feel them very fiercely. I feel them very like intensely, but like, that's what makes me me. And I'm very like, I'm not unapologetic about it. Cause I don't like saying that because like I am apologetic when I'm, when I lash out or I'm more upset than I should be like, cause that's a situation where I should, but anyway, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation. Anyways, these, the five songs that I picked, you know, for me, at least they're, they're, they ground me. Okay. Like they they help keep me close to who I know I am and who I who I want to be. Okay. So I think I took a little different different take on this. So this, so this will be good. Okay. Um, I feel music, songs, things like that have like a very impactful, um, impactful piece on a lot of people's lives, right? And so what I mean for what I mean by this is, is like there's a lot of songs out there or you know things that you can hear that instantly take you back. Yeah to that time, place, feeling, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can ground you, right? But I think that like my my songs here are songs that either hold like a really important meaning, like like powerful, like what it means to me. Like again, they're meaningful, they're, they're associated with something pretty important in my life or they take me back to a, a moment in my life that I feel is very um, important. I felt, or I felt, you know, very happy or I felt very connected or again, like there was something that like no matter what, if I hear that song regardless, I go back to that moment. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No, that's really fair. I think that's, that's, Maybe part of the reason, like part of the reason I picked a couple of songs I picked, but mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. That's good reasoning. I like I it. Say, sometimes I'm full of good <laughs> ideas. Sometimes I'm super smart, Daniel. 
Ding, go first. Uh, so starting at number five, these aren't really in particularly any order. Like, oh, don't like, you fucking lie to me. Like they are, but they're not. Like some of them can be shuffled around, but I won't get too into the details about it. Uh, my first one was Blood Brothers by Luke Bryan, and reason being is that that song is just really about having all of your like your buddies' backs and being together, being tight, and like really like at the end of the day, no matter what happens, like I've got my brothers that are my friends. They're people that are going to be in my life forever, and like having those relationships and having those people in my life is incredibly important to me. So whenever I'm feeling kind of like alone in the world, I'll listen to that song. Blood brothers. Uh huh. Luke Bryan. Yep. Never heard that song. Really how long, good. How long ago did it come out? I think that was a 2008 or 11 album. Okay. One of those when was two. It most important to you. Like it was probably most important to me right after high school. I went through kind of a really like sick depressive time, like right after high school for no real reason. But like, I just like, was really sad all the time and felt very distant from people. And like that song helped me remember that there were people that loved me, cared about me and that oh. were in my corner. So like okay. that was, it's a very important, like, it was a very important song for me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I like it. I've never heard that song before, <clears throat> but I will be going to listen to it. Yeah. It's a good one. You should... Number five for me is uh, dear mama by Tupac. Wow. That's a good choice. Now it's funny because I didn't even know the song existed until about four years ago. And so I was, and, and the reason that this song is actually so important to me is my best friend, Nick. This was like, this is his favorite song of all time. Okay. Um, and I don't want to get into like why he likes it, but like, or like why it's so important to him, but he, he relates and associates it with, with it really uh, on a lot of different levels. Right. And, um, and that, you know, I, I rarely, I, I spent a lot of my adult life with, with Nick and, you know, a lot of who I am is a reflection of our, of our friendship as well. But, um, you know, I, I, there's very few and far, um, in between like scenarios where I've seen Nick be emotional or, uh, see something that'd be really impactful. And, um, we, it was me, Nick, our other buddy, Daniel and Brooke at the time, we were all going out to PB one night <laughs> and we were in the Uber and we played this song and I didn't know it was Nick's song, favorite song, whatever, but we all started singing it. And then I just started crying. Yeah. Like just started bawling in the backseat and sure I might've been a little drunk or whatever, but like I was singing it and, I, and then I like, it, it hit me and made me realize that like that again, how impactful and important it was to somebody that's so important in my life mm. and what it meant for him and the things that got him through and, 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 you know, listening to the lyrics and things like that, like was one of those things where you're like, you, you take a, you take a seat back and like, we could talk, you know, you talked earlier, you, you said like, you're a very emotional being, like they mm -hmm. are really who you are. Um, you know, I care a lot for the few people that I've allowed in my life pretty, yeah. you know, pretty close. And I think that, um, you know, by, by knowing how that makes him feel, it also then made me, you know, become so emotional feel a certain way. And it was just like, again, that moment. So whenever I hear that song, I go back to sitting in the backseat of that Uber, yeah. you know, thinking about like, again, I wasn't crying cause I was sad or anything like that, but I was crying because I was so happy to have known this person to have gone through what he's gone through to get to where he's been. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, ultimately knowing his mother as well mm -hmm. and having such a great relationship with his mother. I mean, um, it, it's one of those things where I just like it really hit home for me. And so that's why that song is my number five. No, it's a good choice. I mean, I, I like your approach of like taking, take or picking songs that take you to a certain place in time. Yeah. Cause I think that's powerful, right? Like being able to come back to a certain point in time that, that, either grounds you or makes you feel a certain type of way. Cause there are times that we need to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think that's, that's really cool. It's a cool take on your five. So I like that. And I like the reasoning too, is 
it being a song that helps you remember fondly of a friend and the yeah. things that he's gone through. That's a really cool way to approach a song. Yeah, it's one of those things too, like where I think that music, you know, so many people talk about like music make you lose control. control. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's it's so powerful, right? Like mm-hmm. when people talk about all the time, oh, like you know, you hear people say like, oh, that song saved me from killing myself, or like that song uh-huh. saved me from doing this, or. Um, you know, when I was in the darkest moment of my life, I heard the song and it got me out of it. Right. And then they talk about like PTSD, like all these different other, like, you know, uh, mental health issues that music has been able to help people get past. Mm-hmm. Like that's again, I, I think the power of it, right? Like you can hear a song and it instantly, like, regardless of whatever's happening in this moment right now, it takes me back to a better time or like what I associate that song with. Yeah. And I think absolutely. we always do that subconsciously with like noises, sounds, smells, like smells is also another one. Like, there's a certain smell. You're like, Oh shit. That takes me like, like, Oh shit. Yeah. I'm back in fucking italy right yeah like, damn so it's it's weird how how the brain works like that yeah those recall those recall motors are really strong yeah. so that's awesome cool number four um this one's strictly like a personal for me but it's a uh, uh, day that i die by zach brown okay so that song is zach brown band yeah okay. so zach brown band like that that song is all about approaching the things that you enjoy in life and wanting to do those things that you enjoy and at the end of your life being able to say, you know what, regardless of how everything else shook out, I was a person who did what they wanted to do, did what they loved, and I'm able to walk away from this happy. And so, like, it's mostly about him being a musician, but with me being someone who writes a lot, you know, writes short stories, working on a book, those kinds of things, it reminds me at times when I feel like oh, I'm a shitty writer. I, I fucking suck at this. Like I'll have those moments and like I'll play that song and it's like, you know what? It really doesn't matter if I suck at it. It's really irrelevant. Like I enjoy it. Like it is a, it is an expressive piece of me that allows me to be myself. And instead of having these imaginative thoughts that just rattle around in my head, I can put it to a paper and actually spill these thoughts out and explore the story, explore character growth. And like those things make me happy and those things are exciting to me and I love writing a new story and I love getting into the details of like why so-and-so is doing a certain thing or like why the story is turning this way instead of that way and like all of those things are fun for me like I enjoy that so that song helps remind me that not only just in writing but in everything I do I need to pursue the things that give my soul fire and give my soul energy to to continue moving in a positive direction yeah so what was that song uh day that I die great song the only one a th- little bit of chick fry <laughs> and then i got my toes in the water ass in the sand well they, they have great like chill out music like as a whole i love zach brown band but that particular song is till the day i die top notch or day i die day i die day i die okay it's a good one man all right number four for me is scary monsters and nice sprites <laughs> by skrillex it's a good song this was oh man there's so many good moments in this song right um but this is like my first introduction to edm music same i was a sophomore in high school Mm -hmm. first time i heard it was my buddy tyler at the time he was a he was a junior or a senior at the time so we used to hang all the time and he had like a suburban and he would fucking blaze this like blare this song we would be driving everywhere but the the fondest memory i have is um I, i used to drive a yellow honda civic okay and it was funny because when I got this car, it was at an auction. Um, I was going with, uh, you know, Ken at the time. We went to this auction. Um, Ken was like my one of my father figures in high school, and they ended up buying me a car. And so th- the way the auction work is like you get there early and kind of walk around this um, 
this like lots of cars and kind of looks like a junkyard, but there's like a ton of cars and they have the ones that they're trying to like make the most attractive kind of up front. And so this yellow Honda Civic was up front because it had like racing seats and like bucket seats. It was like yeah. fucking 95. It was really cool. And we didn't even look at it before. I was like, oh, that's cool, whatever. And we looked at other cars. And then what they do is and then after they, they start pulling these cars through and everybody starts like, auctioning on them. Yeah. And then the, the Honda came in and kind of like, what about that car? I'm like, yeah, that's okay. And so we ended up auctioning, like we ended up putting a bit offer on it and it was like, we're like, okay, we won't go more than like whatever the price was called, like 1400 or whatever. Sure. And it hit for like 1350. We're like, all right, cool. We got it. <laughs> um, so um, it ended up being like, it ended up costing a lot more because the transmission blew and stuff. But anyway, so <laughs> I ended up from one of my birthdays, Ken and Sherry got me a new stereo system nice. for my car. I was like sick. So I got the stereo car. I got the stereo and I was going over to... It's probably a girl's house or something in like late at night and i was going and i played this song it's fucking loud and i'm like yes oh my god <laughs> and i'm like sitting driving i'm like cruising I'm like it's a two-lane highway like a two-lane or i guess four-lane highway right and it's like in like the middle of town but i'm like weaving in and out of all these cars I'm like, and all of a sudden i get pulled over and i was i was flying and then I just wanted to, I just wanted to clarify on this podcast. That's, a, that's the third pullover story you've told us about. That's all Getting three of them. That's all three of them in my entire that's life. That's, that's good. You know, one, when I was fucking 16 and a third, and the other were two in the same day. And that's fucking fuck me. Um, so he pulls me over and you know, I'm like fucking shaking in my boots. Cause I'm like yeah. 16 years old. I'm like, ah, I don't know. He's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, no, sir. I don't. And he's like, do you know how fast you're going? I was like, no, sir. I don't. He goes, you were going like 60. I said, okay. He goes, do you know what the speed limit is? Like, no, sir, I don't. He goes, 45. I said, or 40. He, I was like, oh. He goes, yeah, like, that's a big ticket. Yeah. Do, you, do you realize how much that is? I said, no, sir, I don't. Honestly, I didn't realize it was going that fast. He goes, how did you not realize it when you were weaving in and out of cars and traffic? I was like, honestly, I just got this new stereo system. I was listening to this song really loud. I was just like pumped up. I didn't even pay attention to how fast I was going. He goes, a ticket like this is like 500 bucks. Yeah. I'm going to do you a solid. And not give you a ticket, but slow down and turn down your music. And I said, okay. Drove away. <laughs> get back in my car. Bah, 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 bah. Yes! Oh my God! And it was, yeah, so that's just, uh, and it's forever and always. Like, it always takes you back to that moment. And, like, it's just one of those things where, like, whenever you hear it, you're just like, oh, I love that song. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyways, that was my indoctrination to EDM, which ended up being a really big part of my life as yeah. I grew up. No, I love that. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> I'm going to do you solid. <laughs> Listen here, dumbass. <laughs> that that was that was grown up for. Listen here, dipshit. I know it's gonna cost your parents <laughs> or who's, who's who you're living with for this. Would it cost me? You and I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a solid here. This is awesome. All right, number three. We're gonna get into the sappier parts of my list now. So okay. here we go. Um, Unity by Shinedown. Never heard that one so either. this song is about seeing people who are in the dark or seeing people who don't believe in themselves anymore or who have given up on their dreams or given up on their life plans and saying, I see you like, tell me where you are and I'll come get you. Like, I'm going to come to you. And so for me wanting to be a teacher, like that's, that's a big piece of why I want to teach. Like a big reason to why I want to be a teacher is there are so many kids out there that people have given up on. They've thrown to the side, said, you're not going to be anything. You'll never be successful. You'll never amount to anything. And I think that's a bunch of shit. I think that every single kid out there is going to be successful if they just get the right mentorship and the right leadership in their life. And it reminds me to be that when that time comes, when I'm in the classroom to be that person. So 
I got a little glossy eye talking yeah. about it. Yeah, hell yeah, that's huge. <laughs> I love that song. It brings me back to why I want to teach, and it brings me back to, I think, ultimately who I feel like I am at my core. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, I, I again, not, not, a, not a song that I've heard, so I can't sit here and be like, yeah, you know, I felt, I, I know what you're talking <laughs> about, but I do know how important teaching is to you, and I do know, like, a really big a lot of the why behind with what it is that you want to do. And I know like the population in which you want to teach, right. Are the mm-hmm. really is really that population that's pre-exposed to that type of treatment behavior. And yep. you know, not only are they not getting that support from like their school and they're, they're, they're actively being told they can't be something, but they also have zero support from home. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know the name. I don't know that song, but if, if it, if it is what the way you say it is, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number three, mm-hmm. uh, this one is so heroes. Um, by Alesso. Okay. Um, this is like another one of those songs where again, like I hear it and I instantly go back to exactly that moment. Right. So I was living in Australia for six, six months up to that point prior. I was a very straight edge kid for the most part. Like I drank occasionally, but that like, that was it. Right. Never, like never really smoked. I didn't do any drugs. I, I, it was nothing. Right. And never really considered it. I was like, Oh, that's just not me. Um, I like, but I was getting into electro. I was working out a lot. So I was, I was listening to a lot of electronic music and, um, I'd never been to a music festival and they were having this music festival in November and I was planning on being there for a year. Right. It's called stereo Sonics. Okay. It was the first year there was going to be two days there. The, the, the headliners were crazy. It was like Calvin Harris, Lesso, Skrillex, like Hardwell, Martin Garrix, like just like all the fucking biggest names you could think of. And I was like, yeah. okay, like, let's go. Didn't even think about it. And then I like started, I met some of my friends. Like, I met some people that I was working out with and, and started growing like a, a community in Australia. And then found some people that I was actually going to go with because our semester ended earlier. So all the people that were traveling from abroad all went home. Okay. So their summer is November, December, January. Yeah. So everybody else went home because the semester was over. And so I needed to find like this group of people. And so I found like this really great group of people that I worked out with a lot. Um, there was, there was one of the, the guys, I, I'll leave his name off for now, but like we um, worked out a lot. He was probably one of the most intellectually bright people I've ever met in my entire life. Like, like holistically. Yeah. Like not only was he like book smart, like he could tell you like every part of the human body. He could also then tell you about some fucking Socrates or whatever, but also like holistically, like spiritually, like all these different things, like mentally, like, he, he like was very well in tune with not only his own body, but like then like learning and going out and finding it. Right. And I remember we were working out one day and I was telling him we were going to stereosonics and he goes, Hey, have you ever done pingas? And I said, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Yeah. He goes like pills. And I said, no, never done that. Never will I. He goes, okay, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. He goes, but look up MDMA, look up Molly. Yeah. Do your own research, whatever. Listen to, he sent me like a couple of Rogan podcasts. He sent me like a couple of these different things. He said, do your own research, check it out. See what you think. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm not going to do it. But uh, for you, I respect you. I'll check it out. Um, did the research. was like, this is stupid. And then like, you know, you Google anything that's controversial. There's only really like, don't fucking do this or fucking do this. Yeah. There's, there's no, no there's like, no... there's no objective middle, middle ground where people are like, hey, like here, here, here's what happens or here, here's what it is objectively. So after just doing some research or whatever, I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then we ended up doing, like, we went to a pre-party before because they had, like, a, a party bus going over there. And this is a long story to get to, like, why this is important. But um, so we ended up um, going to this pre-party. And then at the moment, I was drinking. I was like, you know what? I'll try one. And so I ended up buying one. We got into the festival. And then I just remember um, the first time I did it, I was like, I don't feel nothing. And then, like, as the day got on, 
I just remember like being charged, like yeah. energy through the roof. I felt so good. I was, I hadn't been drinking the whole time. And then like, I just remember again, the end of the, the, the Alesso closed out yeah. this festival. Right. And if you go to a music festival, if you go sober or whatever, like it, it's a lot of it happens quickly. It's a blur. And like the specifics are things that you don't really necessarily remember. But I remember sitting there and again, it's towards the end of the, 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 the night and the festival's on. And again, I was on a good one. And I just remember hearing this song. And then as soon as the drop, the fireworks shot up and there were streamers everywhere. And I just remember looking up and being like, this is real life. Like I feel so connected with the people around me. Yeah. I feel so connected with the earth right now. Everything about what I like, how I'm feeling. And it, from that, it gave me such a better appreciation from that moment on. Again, drugs or no drugs or whatever. From that moment on, just to be alive. Yeah. Right? Like, I realized that there is so many things in this world that I can sit here and complain about, that I can cry about, or that I can say, hey, isn't fair or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, I got to wake up. I got to go to this. I got to go to this music festival. I am alive. And, like, I'm so grateful just to be alive. And that, that yeah. really, again, I was a pretty probably like a, a toxic positive person yeah to toxically optimistic all the time anyways <laughs> yeah and i think that was like you know my upbringing kind of made me that way but i was it really grounded me made me realize that like god man there's like so much to appreciate about everything that we have in our lives regardless yeah. of where you're from right and again i i, I can't say that was because the molly i did i can't say that that was just the environment i it had to have been all the things together i was with some of the people that i, I call friends today for that still live in australia right like, yeah there, there's such a great, again, like I have such a great, so every time I hear that song, I just like that flash of fireworks, the drop, everybody around me, streamers hitting my face, feeling better than like, and that, that's probably the drugs, feeling better than I've ever, you know, than you normally feel. Yeah. But <laughs> he said, that's probably the drug. That's probably the drug. <laughs> like to give you an idea, man, we're sitting in this, in this, in this crowd and like all of a sudden, like a, a cup full of liquid flies out of the air, hits me in the face. I remember you talking, And I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm like dancing I'm like whatever and i like smell it and i'm like oh that's fucking piss <laughs> and like i couldn't even be mad yeah and that was probably the drugs but what i'm saying is <laughs> is again it's one of those moments <laughs> where we, that was probably the drugs because if not i would have found that fucking person i would have smelled that piss like a dog and i would have fucking hunted that person down I'm like where the fuck did this come from um that was probably the drugs <laughs> that was probably the drugs because again i don't know i mean i can't even imagine i still probably be pissed now but it's just like again like the piss would make you pissed yeah, it would have pissed me off. And I would have pissed in their fucking mouth once I found them. Jesus. Um, and then slapped them and made me call me dad, made them call me daddy. Oh. Um, sorry, oh. I carried away. But again, I, I hear that song and it it's one of those songs where like, hey, like if I'm finding myself now, like like struggling or like I'm like, hey, like, uh, like man, life sucks or like this and that or like I just find myself kind of going down a rabbit hole or like I'm just feeling sorry for myself. If I play this song it instantly triggers that remembrance of like that moment. I see that picture in my head and I remember, Hey shit, man, I'm, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for yeah. all this. And it always takes me back. So long, that's awesome. long, long way to get to that song, but that's, no, that's I mean, why. you, you have real reasons to be into the songs you're into. So that's good. You know, it's not like you're just like, I like this song. Cause it made me happy. Like mm -hmm. that would be boring. No one, listens, no one, no one listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, having real reasons to go back to it in a story behind the song is important. So yeah. I, I think that's, that's awesome. My next two are rough. No, what's my that? My next two are rough. Emotionally. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So next one for me, number two, is The Show Goes On by Lupe Fiasco. Love that one. So that is another one of those ones that, again, reminds me of why I want to be a teacher, but a little more intensely than Unity does, mm -hmm. just because I discovered that song when I was young. 
and I was like maybe a freshman in high school or like an eighth grader when I first heard it. And I remember hearing that song and there was there's a, there's a, um, a particular line in the song and it says, the verse says, you know, um, to all those teachers telling those little ghetto boys and girls, you know, that the world is theirs. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. Like that, that line, chills. that line sums up exactly who I want to be. It sums up who I want to be as a teacher. It sums up everything. And it's Why? like, yeah, the teachers you, are scared. Tell those boys that's living in the ghetto, the world back at the bingo. Like, the hold is theirs. Yeah. Bingo. No, yeah. But that, that song just, it, it'll, it'll make me go cold in my tracks. Cause it's yeah. just like that. That's it. Like that line is it for me. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, like again, like even when, like when they when it says that, that line about having threats, and I, I just kick my my feet up on the desk and you know keep moving through it. It's like that's that's life, right? Like people are gonna tell me, Daniel, you could make more money, you could do this job, you could do that job, you could be this executive, or you could be this boss, or this that or the other. I don't care. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I just don't like. I I know. I know. In my heart of hearts, I had the talent and ability to go earn a six figure job and mm-hmm. make a ton of money in my life. I really yeah. wanted to. I could do that. That's why you married your wife. But like. <laughs> She's in the science field and she does great for us. So I love that for her. But, but you know, end of the day, like I could do that or I can go this other road and give back to these kids that no one else wants to give back Mm -hmm. to. And I want to be there. And so it's It's like, yeah, it's an internal ROI. And I know that like when day comes and I close my eyes for the last time, I can leave this earth knowing that I did exactly what I was supposed to do. Exactly what my soul told me to do and what what I was built to be. So you made it better than when you, before your eyes opened again. And even if one kid, if I get one fucking kid that comes back to me, he's like, Mr. Denzel, like I did this because you know, you inspired me. That's it. That's all worth it. Every struggle, every fight for it, every long night of grading where I'm like, fuck, why am I grading these papers? Like that will make it worth it. One, I got, I got, I got one simple tip for you to be a teacher. Huh? Don't give so much homework if you don't want to grade. Well, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't intend on it. That's what I'm saying, man. You don't want to, you want to be, if you ever find yourself, why am I grading these papers? Yeah. You need to think to yourself, Daniel, why am I assigning so much homework? Well, I mean, not to get too into this, I guess not to go in this offshoot, but like as, as a, as a future teacher, one of the things I've always thought about is that like, I hate the idea of homework for certain classes. Yeah. Math or science. It makes sense. You need the extra practice for it to like actually clamp shut in your mind. English. I do not need to assign you that many fucking papers or papers that we can't work on in class mm-hmm. that we can work on in class. You can have dedicated time while you're at, in this facility and I can help you with your paper while you're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, so that's those big brain thoughts. <laughs> that's yeah. the big brain moment of like, look, I can just help you through this. Cause like, I also want to have more discussions in my classroom. Like I want my kids to talk to each other and like, yeah. you believe this and you believe that go. Yeah. Why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? What did you like from circle. their statement? You know, and just have the desk set up a circle. Socratic seminars are one of the yeah. greatest ways to learn. I love that. But um, yeah. no, man, that's a great song. Uh, you know, the show goes on. I, I think, you know, I also really like that song. Um, my buddy Tyler that I was telling you about with um, mm-hmm. Scary Not Scary Monster Nice Sprite. Yeah. We used to listen to that song over and over. Love that song. And so before the song started, it always goes late. Zer. You. So we used to go late. <laughs> Sir, you. <laughs> I love Always. that. So I love that. Um, yeah, man. I, I think that's a great one. And you know, just that that line where he goes, you know, one in the air for the teachers not scared, and then two for the kids that don't want to be there. Three yep. for the kids, or three, two for the kids that don't want to be there. Three, none for the trying to hold them back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I forget what it is, but it, it's a yeah. That, that that song resonates heavy with me, so I love that one. It's really really good. All right, number two, um, just like paradise. Um, David Lee Roth. 
Okay. Um, I was real young when I heard this song. And so there's very few gr- like bright memories from my childhood. Um, my dad was a music- musician. I think that's kind of how, I think that's actually how he met my mother. Uh-huh. Um, but this song used to be a song that, you know, I just, and it's so funny cause I remember when I, I used to love the song. I used to listen all the time, but like I, for, I never remembered who it was by. I never remembered the, the, the name. And honestly, I forgot about it recently until we did this. Yeah. And then I was like sitting there and I was like, what was that song? And I, and I remembered and, um, it's just like one of those songs where like, Every time that like we would, my, my dad, my sister and I, we would go and like go to the park and play ball. I guess I hey, dad, daddy, David Lee Roth, play yeah. this song. Yeah. And cause the guitar solo in it is one of the best. Like it's like, it's one of those things that instantly like remembers, but I used to always be like, daddy, play that song. Daddy, play that song. Daddy, play that song. Yeah. And you know, and it was always when we were going to play ball or like we were going to practice or um, we were doing something, the very few things that we did as a family. Um, it's so it's just one of those things where it brings me back. I'm like, great. Like, you know, I do, you know, sift out all the bullshit. Right. Like, and there's a lot of things that like, I don't even, like I've probably like con- subconsciously just fucking packed down in a way. Yeah. And it's so funny. More of the conversations that I have with my sister, more the, the more things that I, I, re- I, I didn't even realize until she brings on like, Oh shit. Like, okay. I do remember that. Right. I, I, and it's just, again, like, you know, you, you put on these lenses as a child to, to see things differently, but you know, this is one thing that like this song was always associated with something, regardless of the lens that it was wearing. It was true and it was good. Yeah. And it wasn't a lot of those. And so um, it's funny, like, again, like I was like going through and I like wanted to play the song to make sure this was it. And yeah, man, like it's just one of those ones where it's just like, it's just like paradise, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, 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 my life was nothing like that. But every time I heard the song, I was in paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Power of music, man. It can really, it can captivate you. Wow. I love that. Love that. It's a good number two, man. That's even worse, man. Oh, here we go. So, number one for Daniel. Before I get to number one, I have one honorable mention. And it's because, and the reason it's not even on the list is because this song overtook that song recently. So, number one was going to be Follow You by Shinedown. And that was Rihanna's first dance song. That song reminds me that I love that woman more than anybody on God's green earth. And if anybody ever put a fucking hand on her, I would just viscerally murder them. (laughs) Um, But uh, Nobody But You by Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. So for those of you who don't know, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton got married recently. And she's, you know, alternative music, like almost like a punk-esque kind of music. Blake Shelton's country. Like Redneck As It Gets, one of his most recent number one hits was um, God's Country. You know, like it's, it's, it's that kind of song. And so the two of them on an album together is hilarious. I love Blake Shelton. She loves Gwen Stefani. And that song is premised around the idea that I don't have to go see the world. I don't have to do anything else. I just want to be with you. That's it. At the end of the day, I just want to spend my life with you. I want to wake up next to you. I want to fall asleep next to you. And if you catch me on the right day, I will ball my eyes at listening to it because mm-hmm. I love that woman just so much more than my words could ever express. I'm fucking tearing up right now and yeah. I hate this, but <laughs> I just, I love her. Like I love her so dearly. And like that song just puts a perfect pin to it of how much I care for her and how much that she's my entire world. Yeah. And she's everything. I She's the reason I get up in the morning. She's the reason I do what I want to do. She's the reason I want to be a dad. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good man because yeah. of her. 
And so, good, yeah, so, whoo, got through it. That's good. That's good, man. That's a good one. What's the name of that song? Nobody But You by Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. How, how new is that song? Like a year, maybe? Okay. Six months at the earliest? Yeah, I'm not sure I've heard that song. Yeah, I'll take a it's look. good. It's, it's it, it fucking gets me sometimes, bro. All right. <laughs> Hit me. Let's see it. <laughs> Number one. It's um, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Now, <laughs> so growing up, um, so when I, when I was in middle school, um, lived with my dad at the time, lived in like this, like fifth, fifth wheel trailer. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, went to middle school right down the street and I was like, just came out here from like a shitty situation with my mom and her boyfriend. So I came into an, not so, another not so great situation, but I was like, I want to play football. Um, so, you know, he, he signed me up for this, this team and I met, um, my buddy Nathan, who I ended up living with through the majority of high school. Um, but my, my buddy Austin, um, him and I were like inseparable. Like we were like the best of friends. Mm-hmm. So he was like a, a year younger than me, but he like came up to play in our, in our football team. And so when we, you know, first started hanging out, we, we ended up going to the same middle school together. So we like hanging out every day. And, um, you know, I, I got to a point where I was staying in his house all the time and like him, me, his mom, cause it was just him and his mom. We used to, his, his mom's name is Denise, and we used to just always do stuff together, always. Like, we were, like, always inseparable. I was, like, literally living at his house. Um, you know, we just were, like, I thought, man, this is going to be my best friend forever. Yeah. And then we, um, so this song specifically, we were, uh, we were traveling. I think we were going somewhere. I don't remember where. I had never heard the song in my life. Okay. Um, but I just remember we were we were driving somewhere kind of further away, like up north, like into like Oregon somewhere. And he, his mom played the song, and he and his mom knew the song. Yeah, belted it, you know, halfway there. Ah! Like you know, yeah. we were just like, and I was like, and I like kept trying to like become a part of it, but I, I just didn't know the song. So for them to help me, we listened to it on repeat until <laughs> all three of us could sing it. Could sing it. I love that. It. And so, like, that is, you know, like, I, that, that moment, you know, is something that, like, I'll never... Oh, you know what? We were going to his dad's house who lived in Oregon because him and I were going to stay there because they had, like, a weird relationship with their dad. Sure. And so, you know, again, that song, you know, we, we did that. And, like, I always think about that moment. Um, so, again, Austin and I, you know, we... I was in eighth grade and Austin was in seventh grade. And he... Um, like again, we were inseparable, man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we ended up doing Taekwondo together, me, him, and his mom. And we'd go, like, I don't remember what the nights were, but we'd always go. And um, he, like, I, I don't know, like, what happened in school, but, like, he got, like, a, a letter from his science, like, his math teacher, like, he was failing or something. And um, his mom was, was pretty upset, right? And, like, they, they, I remember, like, I got, oh, we got home after school, and they were, like, fighting. Um, and she was yelling at him. He goes like, I'll just like, I'll just fix it. I'll get better. And, um, we were supposed to go to Taekwondo that night and, um, we were all going to go and his mom's like, let's go. And he goes, no, I'll stay home. I just want to do the math. I'll figure it out. She goes, no, like just come with us. And he goes, no, I'll just stay home. Like I want to do better. Like I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Or like, I just want to do the math. Like they were just like upset at each other. And so, uh, we ended up going to Taekwondo. And then typically, 
Um, I would just, we would go back to this house. And that's where I'd stay. Yeah. Um, we left Taekwondo that night and his mom was like, Hey, I'm gonna take you home for the night. Uh, I want to have some time with Austin. I don't think I, I handled things well. I think that like we need to, um, you know, work some things out. I said, nah, no problem. Next day I get to school <laughs> and I find out he actually committed suicide. So it's so weird. Like when something like that happens, Cause what it does is, you know, I, I talked about one of my songs, you know, being like, Hey, like I'm fucking alive. Right. Yeah. Um, like something that took so long to, to create, right. Like, you know, we're 13 years old can just be gone. Right. Like you, you take 13 years old to get 13 years to, to get to that person. And in less than 20 minutes, it can be gone. Right. Like forever. Yeah. And uh, I was, you know, this 13-year-old kid. Didn't have really anybody anyways. And the kid that I considered my brother, like his mom, like he was just gone, right, like forever. And, uh, you know, his birthday was actually just, just recently. Um, but, you know, so when I think about that song, like I go back to that moment and then like, you know, you don't, you don't know these things, right? Like you don't, it's crazy because you have somebody that could be like the most happy person, not see anything. And then like, you don't know what's going on. Right. So like it really is like just kind of like a great reminder to, to always check in like on your people. Right. Like even if you think they're good, like, you know, make sure you check in on them, like love those people. And I think that's, you know, one of the, the reasons that I do keep my circle so small, but it's like that um, you don't know how to, you know, you're not, you're not taught how to act, how to act in that situation. Right. Like you don't, you don't learn that. No. <laughs> um, you know, and I was like 14 and like, I was just like emotionless. Like I felt like my, like every ounce of me just left. And like the next two months I was just going through the motions and like thinking that it wasn't going to be like, I was going to wake up one day. Like I woke up that day, like he was gone. Like I was gonna wake up one day. He's going to be back. Yeah. Um, and like, it's just crazy to think that like, you know, sometimes I always find myself like, it's so crazy. Cause like, it's like around January when he like, when he actually passed away. Right. And then his birthdays wasn't, was in October. Um, he, uh, it's just like, I always find like around those times. And again, I don't even know the exact dates. Cause I think I've like just subconsciously blocked it out. Yeah. Find myself like feeling like kind of shitty and I just don't know why. And then like, something reminds me like why and it's it's weird how the world works man but like yeah that, that song is as much as there's happy associated with it it's pretty heavy um but it's uh yeah man it's it's a tough one but yeah well yeah. i mean i mean first things first i mean i mean thanks for sharing right like yeah. that that was that was um a big emotional piece to share so again like thank you like that's that takes a lot for someone to do um no man, like it's it's crazy. You're right. Like you don't you don't know how much time you have left with people. Mm-hmm. Never do. And whether it's a situation like that where, you know, you didn't you couldn't even tell that there was that piece that was there, so right? I spent or, every or like, single day with him. Right. Like that's yeah. crazy. Like, I spent literally like ninety five percent of my waking time with this kid. Yeah. Like there was no 
I had no indication, yeah. right? And like, and that's how it often is. Well, that's right? how like, it often is. And I mean, we're so like, young, but you know, it's like, it's yeah. Like, I mean, and like, it's it's but even like beyond that, right? Like, you don't know if like next time you hop in a car, you're gonna get fucking t-bone, and that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that this can go down. And I think on your point of always checking in with your people, I think it's always really important to tell your people that are in your circle that you love them mm-hmm. and that you care about them because you know you don't know when you'll never have the opportunity to say that to them again. And like it's a it's something that started with actually my stepdad. He always says, I love you and hangs the phone up. He doesn't say bye. He never says bye. And I try to do that with my phone calls. Like I don't really ever say bye. I just say I love you and I hang up. Because it's like, God forbid something happens between the next time I talk to you. I want the last words you ever heard from me to be, I love you or something that I care about you or whatever it is. Cause that's just how I want to leave things. And so I think that it's important that, you know, like you said, check in with your people, yeah. talk to your people and like, you know, that situation's heavy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And like, as someone who's tried twice, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, you don't want to share those feelings because you don't want to impose on those around you who love you because you know, they won't understand. And like, it's, it's, and whether they will or won't, right? Like that, that's beside the point when you're in that space, when you're in that dark spot, like it's, it's really hard to see the positives. It's really hard to see the good. It's really hard to see the people that would step in and get you off the ledge, you know, so to speak. And it's, it's unfortunate that it happens to people. It really is like one of the saddest things. And I, it makes me fucking furious when I see people that are like, well, they're just selfish. And it's like, go fuck yourself. Like that's someone that's going through an immense pain that other, but you just can't understand unless you're going through it. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a different kind of, of darkness. It's a different spot to be in, but I'm really glad that you have this song that you can look back to and you can think about him and belting out a song until you fucking got it or yeah. going back to football practice or whatever stupid shenanigans you're up to as middle schoolers because middle schoolers you don't have good thoughts you're so fucking dumb. idiots <laughs> so, so i mean dumb. you know yeah, yeah there's this one time we were at a arcade and we were like it's like this arcade right next to our school they got a truck stopping we had like been done and like I, w- I had him on my shoulders i don't know why we just had him on my shoulders and we were like both laughing so hard about something and he couldn't he ended up peeing he peed on you yeah on my shoulder what's up with you and piss i don't know man but it's fucking wild dude um, you got a cup of pee thrown at you your friend peed on you yeah well look, do i need a, to do i need to pee on you no. for this bond to be no no no, no, no. <laughs> um but one thing i want to add to what you said right obviously you got to check in with your people mm-hmm. um but i think it's even more important you got to create a safe space for your people right and they got to know that that space is there always yep um you know we always have to be constantly reminded of the things that we already know yeah um, but especially like if, you know, you do have somebody that's, you know, feeling like a burden, mm-hmm. they have to be constantly reminded that they're not. And then constantly reminded that they have a safe place to go. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, sometimes, you know, people in those situations aren't looking for answers, but they're looking just for support. Yeah. Um, and you know, being able to understand that and identify that and decipher between the two, um, is important. So, you know, make sure you're creating that safe space for your people, make sure you're, you know, helping those people and doing those things and, and just being a genuine human being. Yeah. Well, I mean, to even piggyback on that, like it wasn't until earlier this year that I really, I would say I dealt with my depression yeah. and actually like did something with it. And honestly, like if anyone's listening to this podcast, if you've made it this far in the episode and you're still listening, um, 
from somebody who's been in the ringer and been there. Um, find that person that creates that safe space for you and that you trust. Tell them. And I know, I, I get it. It's scary. It's fucking horrifying because you are letting them in to the deepest, darkest pits of your soul where you don't think you're savable. You don't think you're redeemable. You think you're the biggest piece of shit that's ever lived and it's a lot better if you're gone. And you tell that person, whoever it is. I don't care who it is, mom, dad, brother, sister, friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, a, a stool. I don't care. Like, just tell them. Because that's what I did earlier this year with my wife. I finally let someone into that dark space. And it's it's really crazy how dark that place isn't when when there's <laughs> when there's I was like I was like wow man like, it's still dark it's no, it's it's, it's really it's isn't. it's really nutty how how bright that space becomes when you decide to share it with somebody and yeah. it's um it I don't want to say it's like cured my depression I'm still depressed I still get really sad over stupid shit and I still hate myself for really dumb things but being able to go to somebody when I'm getting that way yeah has really mitigated the side effects mm-hmm. and it's so again if you're listening right now share find that person it doesn't have to be everybody you know but just that one person that you know you can confide in tell them yeah and if you don't have that person and you've got me on social media fucking dm me i'll listen like i i promise you i know chris will listen like it's it's important so not for that to get too heavy but (laughs) yeah no man um it's just real world like it's real life yeah right like we don't live in a fairy tale um, it's not one of those things that is talked about often. I would say, you know, it's changing, right? Yeah. I think that there are more conversations around it. Um, but it's real life, man. And it's not easy. It sucks. And, you know, we all got problems. We all got things we're dealing with and it's totally, you know, within our ability to go find resolve, yep. right? To go find help, to go find a support system, to go, you know, seek that help and, you know, it's not going to be easy, but it's a lot easier than the alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not easier, right? But it's a lot more powerful than the alternative. Yep. 100%. And ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to a, a fun then heavy episode. <laughs> this has been in quite the episode of... Uh, hanging on for dear life but for those of you that tuned in we appreciate you hopefully there was something that you guys can take from this a laugh uh nugget of wisdom something anything um but on that note we will see you all next week and again my name is chris you know i'm daniel and we'll uh thank you all for tuning in talk to you later do 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 do